When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Lon Sivan and I've got a great guest on today, uh, Shai Guaitin from uh, Power Up, and he is the inventor and creator of uh, that really cool paper airplane kit that we reviewed that is now my number two video on the channel. So first of all, welcome Shai, thank you for taking some time to uh, chat with us today. Tell me about Power Up 3.0 and how you got to where you are with it, because there was another version that was a little less uh, smart than this version is, but tell us about the product, how it works, and uh, what people can expect from it. Okay, so uh, thanks, Lon, for uh, giving me the opportunity here. So uh, PowerUp uh, 3.0, this product here that you actually tested as well, uh, this is uh, our, I'd say, our third-generation product, which primarily takes uh, our brand to the next level, PowerUp, which essentially what it does is taking the classic you know, origami uh, airplane and connecting a piece of technology to it. Of course, the PowerUp 1 and PowerUp 2, which are still selling... Uh, essentially enable uh, taking a simple paper airplane, adding a propulsion system, and making it uh, free uh, fly. PowerUp 3 takes it to the next level, putting into it, I, we, we could say RC, but also smartphone control, and really giving it, you know, that surprising magical edge that uh, we introduced through uh, Kickstarter. And we've seen, you know, uh, so many people using it, flying it, Every day we get new videos from our community, and it's really amazing to see how people worldwide are engaging through this uh, amazing uh, product, which is really great to see happening. And, and do you have a, a, a background in, in aviation or something? How did you come to uh, design uh, paper airplanes that can be powered by your smartphone? Yeah, so I, I think uh, I'm kind of a mix. Uh, first of all, I am... Uh, um, flight enthusiast, I always been, you know, dreamt on flying stuff. Uh, been a pilot myself, flying uh, 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 gliders and paragliders and uh, air, uh, real airplanes for many years. And uh, of course, also as a hobby, I loved indoor uh, micro air, aircrafts and stuff like that. So, uh, and on the other hand, my profession is a designer, inventor. I worked many years in industrial design and uh, designed and invented uh, toys for the industry. So when this idea came up, uh, I actually did not think about commercializing it. I just thought, hey, this is a great idea. I'll make it for myself, you know, and play with it. And after I realized that it actually works, and I, I said, you know, hey, I can't keep this secret from the world. I got to share it. And because I had the experience of how to uh, design and make something that you can actually produce and commercialize, uh, I went through this design process, which brought it to uh, real life. And yeah, now we're uh, able to uh, provide this uh, robust system that actually can turn paper airplanes into real flying machines. It's pretty neat. And the first version, the power, it was, I guess it was a power up one and a power up two. Those were just, you would just start it and let it go, right? And, and you couldn't really control it unless you made the airplane uh, a certain way. Um, were those Kickstarters also, or, or it was just the third one that became the Kickstarter? Yeah, the, the, the first two are actually uh, supercapacitor driven, so they're a much simpler system. You just need a pack of batteries, 
you supercharge it for 15 to 20 seconds and they would go, an airplane would, could fly up to a minute. Uh, it's actually really cool because it's a very simple product and it could also work for younger kids and you don't have to have a smartphone for it. Of course, you can't control it. The cool factor is that uh, it will fly uh, depending on how your airplane is constructed. So if you have larger wings, it'll fly for a longer time, uh, altitude, etc. With this, with the Power Up 3, uh, it's really all about uh, maneuverability control. And also, you have a very long flight duration compared to a simple paper airplane. It could fly, depending on your aircraft, but it can actually get almost up to 10 minutes of continuous flight. Uh, so that's uh, that's quite amazing. It's really neat. And I guess there's been some educational things that have come out of this also. Did you expect this to become a, a tool for educators? So I guess you can really learn a lot about aerodynamics just by changing the folds of your airplane a certain way and making it work a little bit differently. Yeah, so, uh, you know, the, the interesting thing about this project is that as you, uh, as you make it, you know, you learn how, by engaging with customers, how people are using it. And a few years ago when we launched the PowerUp 1 and 2, we learned that uh, teachers are actually buying our kits and uh, teaching aerodynamics and using it for STEM education after school programs and doing and also for aerodynamic classes and science classes in uh, elementary and uh, K2. So uh, we actually uh, worked with an origami uh, STEM educator and uh, origami master to develop this uh, program for teaching aerodynamics. We have it free on our our website and we see how uh, teachers are using it. I think the core about our uh, concept of power up is that uh, it's challenging. It won't always work on the first time. You have to it's not something that's ready in, uh, out of the box. You actually make the product, and you actually go through a learning process of trial and error. It's like a science problem, and through that problem, you learn how to improve it, and it's almost addictive. I mean, I mean you tried it, right? It's, oh, yeah. Once you, get it, once you get it working, you, you say, oh, I got to make it work better and better and better. So you constantly actually improve it, and, it, you know, and it, in the end of the day, it also makes you feel really good about yourself because you did something great. <laughs> it really does because I, I got it. It was funny because it didn't take me all that long to get it figured out because what I did is I went to your website uh, and I saw that you had some great YouTube videos about how to fold things. Because I'm, I'm one of these people that needs to see all the different folds right. and how to make it. I was looking at the template. I was like, oh, I'm not going to even get it started with this. And then I uh, went on the website, made the basic, you know, the simple design. And then I started tweaking some of the flaps and doing some different things. And as you're talking, I've been uh, overlaying some footage here. I'll put it back on again of um, just uh, what it looks like when it's flying around. So you can really get it going in a good, uh, you know, kind of a good circle here or, or have it go straight somewhere. Um, and I also found that just adjusting the throttle would be enough to give it uh, a little bit more altitude as well as speed, which was pretty neat. So it was it was just a yeah. lot of fun just to go through that trial and error and uh, to see the kinds of, of changes that might happen if you adjust something on there. What's your favorite design? Which one have you found to be uh, the design that you like the best uh, for a paper airplane with your kit? Yeah, well, it's a good question because what I find is that uh, I'm never bored with this product. Uh, almost every other week, I found out uh, I find a new design that actually works and flies differently. Uh, some new designs are uh, recently, for example, I uh, I got in touch with uh, John Collins, the paper airplane guy, or he's the world record breaker. He actually, uh, you know, gave me a freebie uh, design that he uh, that he prepared specifically for power up, and it's really awesome. It's really easy to fly. Another design that I invented before that, I call it the Invader, 
which is a bit more difficult to fold, but flies really easy. The, you know, the one that I like the most is the one that I think everybody knows how to fold and uh, flies really well. It's called the Nakamura. This one is uh, world, known worldwide. It's almost like the dart, and it's very stable. It's very easy to, to fly. It always works. Uh, so I would say I like the Nakamura. That's the one that I, I vote for. And I think that's the one that I tried first as well, just because that, that seemed to be like the beginner's stage here, to just to get it up yeah. and running. Because I think you need to get that, that confidence of it of it flying in the right direction, which is, uh, which is always yeah. important. So, um, so tell me about Kickstarter. So, you know, we, we see these Kickstarter projects begin. Um, I've in, in invested, I guess you could say, in, in quite a few. I found that some are better at delivering than others. You have a lot of experience in the toy industry. What kind of advice would you give to people? I mean, you can't, can you just have an idea and do it, or do you think you need to have some infrastructure first? Uh, I think anybody that uh, wants to do something, not just Kickstarter, I mean, anybody that wants to take that entrepreneurial path, uh, you need some, you know, guts and, uh, you know, uh, boldness to to do something because you have, you have to take a lot of responsibility on many, many areas from safety to production to uh, certification to uh, everything that has to do and fulfillment. So uh, I, no doubt, I think, you know, uh, great projects can come up from people that don't have any experience or people that have uh, also a lot of experience. I think experience does help. Um, regarding uh, the actual challenges of fulfillment, I mean, you always uh, can hit a roadblock in a project. We had a huge project compared to what we planned. It was almost uh, more than 10 times bigger than what we planned. Uh, and um, and we most of the project went quite smooth. Uh, it was a complex project. We did have some uh, issues towards the end with uh, fulfillment. Unfortunately, uh, we uh, had uh, you know uh, we had goods being lost in shipping. A lot of issues there, and that was kind of uh, painstaking. But at the end of the day, we were able to ship all of our backers the goods, and I think within a reasonable time compared to other projects. I know that. Uh, I have difficulties, so I think uh, I think we could say that we had a we did have a successful project. Um, a good tip that I could give is that uh, you know just keep it simple and stupid. Don't try to put those stretch goals. Uh, keep the amount of uh, rewards really minimal. I think for the backers, in the end of the day, if there is a good product, it's not so important to create all this diversity because this diversity for the project owner. Uh, introduces a lot of uh, complexity and sometimes can be a showstopper. And another important, I think, uh, lesson that I've learned, uh, you know, from our mistakes is that if you do find uh, that you made a mistake, not, that's natural, that could happen, don't be afraid to uh, share it with your backers. Uh, you'll get a stitch storm. You know, some people, you know, will tell you, hey, why did you do that, whatever, but it's better to deal with it early and deal with it later when it's much more difficult to fix. So it's okay being apologetic. Share with your backers your problems. And, and you know, once you're over the issue, you know, everybody will forget about it and you move on. And uh, so that's something I would uh, warmly recommend. 
And, it's, and I guess for you as a designer, is it, a, it must have been a very different experience because typically you would design a product, have it manufactured, and, and the retailers would kind of be that, uh, that, that go-between, right, between the customers and you. Uh, what did you learn along the way? Was it something that, this, obviously, as you said, it was 10 times bigger than you thought it was going to turn into. Um, did you have one of those, oh my, oh my gosh, how do we deal with this moment? So what, what did you learn and, and how did you maybe change how you uh, interact with customers as a result? Yeah, actually, and now I remember it's actually more than 20 times bigger. Wow. <laughs> but <that's, laughs> but um, yeah, so I think, um, can you reiterate the question? I'm sorry. I guess yeah, that's okay. That's all right. No, I was, I was curious, just, you know, there's this barrier between typically the designer and the public. Yeah, yeah. And, okay, okay. I got it. Yeah. yeah so, so what did you learn? Like, how, how was this, how did you adapt to this? Because were you, were you prepared for that? And how did you adapt to it when, when the project really took off? Yeah. So uh, yeah, you you mentioned the the you know being able to you know the 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 model that works directly with retailers versus going direct with the customer. So uh, when I started up this uh, this brand, Power Up, uh, this was actually part of my philosophy as a designer. I worked many years in the corporate uh, companies, uh, giving um, you know design services, and as a a service provider, you never really get, uh, you don't you usually don't have that privilege of being in touch directly with your end customer. You're actually developing or designing a product for, for somebody to use, but there are so many people in between. You know, you have yourself, you have the project manager, the, 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 the sales guy, the marketing guy, so many people in between, and you actually don't have a clue how your product is being used, if customers are happy with it what it's doing to their lives. And I think one of the most amazing things with the crowdfunding, even sometimes overwhelming, is that your ability to touch people directly, you know, through the Kickstarter project or through social media, you can literally uh, get direct feedback. You know, people are can be really nice, sometimes not so nice, really, but you have to take it, you know, not, you know, with a grain of salt, not to take it too personally. Uh, you put your face out there, you know, and... Uh, and it, it's you know it's great when it's uh, you celebrate when it succeeds and when not you have to you have to deal with it. Uh, I think it's a great way of doing products these days, and uh, it's also it's a great opportunity for customers to being able to interact with the makers and uh, for the makers really being able to get that feedback and making better products, making the the, the correction cycle much faster. And eventually, you know, it's a big gain for those that are using and, and, and inventing the products. And did your contacts in the manufacturing industry, in the toy industry for all the time that you've spent as a designer, do you think that helped uh, be able to deliver a product that you could deliver when you went 20x beyond the initial, uh, the initial yeah, projection? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, we couldn't have done it without our uh, relationships, you know, in, in manufacturing. If I would have, if I, I had the task of doing it in my own uh, you know, garage or whatever. I mean, this would have been a, probably a lifetime task uh, to assembling each unit. So, uh, being able to have the you know that uh, know-how of uh, how to produce and you know, production is not just production. It's a, it's a whole process of you know, uh, a quality control and a design for assembly, and you have to have everything. Also, uh, I mean, in Kickstarter, you can actually lose your pants if you're not. You know, if you're not really structuring the project properly, so you have to see that the costing is uh, is 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 prepared properly, and uh, at the end of the day, of course, 
it's a team effort, and we had a great team, not just the production, by the way. We had a great PR team. We had a great marketing team. We had a great uh, a team, you know, uh, uh, helping us fulfill. It's a, it's a big, big effort, and together it's like, you know, you orchestrate it into making it happen. Right, so it's, you know, and I've seen a very a huge variety of, uh, of skill sets, I would say, that these backers are bringing to it. Sometimes you have a really good device that's well-designed and really cool, but they just can't deliver because of all the other factors that go into making something like this. I mean, one of the things that I had a lot of confidence about with your project was, I think, the quality of your video. I'm playing it right now uh, while we're talking here. Uh, the quality of the video was really good to introduce what the product was about. There was a there was a history, there was a background there, and I think that's something that when people get on Kickstarter, they really have to think about those things to uh, before they they get moving. If, if if somebody has a good idea, you know, where do you go to find uh, some of these manufacturers? I mean, you obviously had contacts in the toy industry. Do you, do you suggest maybe people try to do a little bit of that research up front before they start putting their video up on Kickstarter to make all this work? Um, well. You know, once you uh, you press that green button on Kickstarter and the project goes live, and, and if you're fortunate enough, and it actually explodes and becomes huge. You know, the the, the 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 clock starts ticking, and you don't really have time to start investigating. Hey, who should I work with? Because you really need to start moving fast. People are waiting, and you know, and uh, waiting for their product. So I would say, you know, um, I could look at in retrospective what what I did, and I didn't plan Kickstarter, you know, from day one. I actually just started producing products, and I had some experience there. I think, I mean, if you could before you go to Kickstarter, you know, get dirty a bit and 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 try to uh, 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 get experience in, in in manufacturing something and fulfilling it, even if it's in a small scale. That'll give you a lot of experience. I mean, if you if it's your first time and you have a, a really huge project, it could be very uh, difficult. And, you, and there are a lot of places where you could fail. Because I mean, this is any project like this, you always fail somewhere. I mean, you can't. It'll never work out a hundred percent. So, it, just to minimize the risk, I think it's good to get some experience. Or you can partner with very experienced uh, service providers that can help you, hold your hand, guide you. And this is very common these days. There are more and more uh, people out there that either did Kickstarter or have experience in, uh, you know, guiding uh, these projects and developing, manufacturing, fulfilling, etc. Marketing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot to think about when you get into it. So this was successful. I would imagine you probably don't want to stop here. <laughs> um, uh, what What's next? Do you have uh, other ideas that you want to start pursuing? Are you looking at a power-up 4.0, or is it more now just kind of keeping up with uh, demand? Because I'll tell you what, just the, the viewership on that video is like 5x what I would typically get for uh, something like this. Is this a trem- it's amazing just how much interest there is in this product. So um, is there plans for more things? I have somebody who's asking if there was a way to know how fast the plane was going uh, on the um, on the, the app, which of course it can't do that um, as far as give you an exact speed. But are those the sorts of things you're thinking about for the future? Yeah, I'm actually writing down that comment. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, for sure. I mean, we're you know this is our uh, third generation product. We have, we had we have other products as well, like we have the power out boat and the paper templates and etc. So we are definitely working on the next two, three generations of our power-up systems. And, you know, we're scratching our head what it should be. Uh, what, and, we you know, the biggest challenge is always what you don't want to do, you know, because there are always so many different things you can do. 
Uh, so we're going to, you know, we're not going to say what we're doing yet. It's still a secret and we're working on it. But definitely we have some really exciting stuff that, that's going to come up uh, in the next year. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, you know, as long as we could keep that secret sauce of power up that, you know, merges between technology and that do-it-yourself aspect, the challenging scientific aspect that a customer is involved in, I think that uh, will really give a lot of value. I, th I think it will too, and certainly I've had a lot of fun uh, just just playing with the with the original product. There, I had one viewer uh, who wrote in and said they're actually using the PowerUp 3.0 as a boat. They're using, I, I guess, they're not putting it in the water, but the, the propeller portion is going in the water, and they're able to control their uh, little paper boats with uh, with your products. People are actually doing things beyond just flying with yeah. them. They're they're doing some other stuff too. So it's really really neat to see all the different uh, yeah. things you can yeah, do. Yeah, I mean. I mean, there is a guy that did an amazing uh, project, and I, every day that I get these things, you know, it's really exciting. He 3D printed a, a power uh, an a, a airplane and connected a power-up system, so it's actually literally a 3D printed uh, smartphone-controlled airplane. And he put this design on Thingiverse, so you can actually look for it. It's not a paper airplane, but it's also a do-it-yourself project connected to this power power-up system. And these are the kind of things that I like to see that, you know, we're giving a tool that inspires people to invent and make something that works. And, of course, if you can share it with everybody, it's great. It's really cool. I'm sure you must be really surprised by the things that people come up with. Like, I mean, there's probably other things that you didn't even think of that people are doing with the product and putting it up on, on YouTube or something like that, right? Yeah, I mean, today I got an email. Uh, I just saw YouTube uh, from Australia that a group of, uh, I think, teenagers – are learning aerodynamics, as we talked before. In this course, somebody uh, donated 10 power-ups, and, and they were flying this in this, uh, uh, in this hall, and it's you know, just great to see what they're doing, what different designs, and that it's really working, and they're getting the positive experience there. Really cool. Well, Shai, thank you so much for joining us. It's, this has been a really fun uh, product to play with, and uh, it's been great on the channel, and everyone's really been having a good time with it. So I uh, really appreciate you taking the time uh, all the way from Israel to talk to us today. So it's amazing how great your Skype connection is. It's, usually, it's actually much better than what I've seen with uh, people right around the corner. So, uh, but, but definitely keep us in the loop, because if there are new things coming out, I would love to... Uh, I got a big backyard out there, so I'm happy to uh, take uh, some new things out for a spin and uh, see how those work. Where can people find uh, all that you're doing and purchase your products? Yeah, so uh, we have a website, PowerUpToys.com, and we're actually uh, we, we're offering there all of our PowerUp uh, designs, and we have now a whole bunch of new collections and uh, accessories. We're actually since we finished the Kickstarter project, we also have a few. We call it collector's item, which are uh, essentially uh, Kickstarter, uh, the last kits that are left from our Kickstarter. We know we overproduce, so we'll, we'll be able to uh, supply everybody. So those are there, and uh, they're still available. And, uh, yeah, PowerUpToys.com. Excellent. Well, Shai, thanks again for joining us. And uh, we, will, uh, we will definitely be in touch again, I'm sure, in the future. And I really uh, greatly appreciate it, as do the viewers. And this is Lon Seidman. Thanks for watching.